Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Oh, sorry, Sid. These faces. I these know, faces. Is this I gonna know. be the whole episode? No, we did a we're doing a Con Marie, you know? Con Marie. I know. I'm Marie Condo. I'm doing it with for you. the listener's oh, benefit. Okay. If I say it oh, enough okay. times, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Right. Um that's the way podcasting works. Uh, <laughs> thanks for letting me know how podcasting works. You're supposed to touch everything in your house and see if it sparks joy and then throw away the stuff that doesn't or donate it or whatever. And we've gone through about 15 bags worth of donations and trash, uh, but my allergies are just done, Sid. Yeah, I understand. I feel like basically what I feel like right now is that the pH levels of my body are out of whack. Uh And I feel like if I had something to help me bring it back into balance, then I would be a lot more centered and a lot more ready to do this show. So, Justin first mentioned this week's topic to me he said i was trying to think of something to do i was looking through our emails and he said hey uh why don't you talk about alkaline water what's the deal with that and so then i thought oh has anybody else suggested this because here this is my uh confession i had not heard of alkaline water Mm. i mean i know what those two words mean but i had not heard of it as a thing i didn't know it was something people were buying i'm just somebody who follows trends in the beverage sector mm-hmm. and it's it's on an upswing right now in north america and asia so i just i like to keep my finger on the pulse well so then i searched our email to see have a lot of people been recommending this and between alkaline water alkaline diet the whole ph alkaline concept mm-hmm. a lot of people have been interested in this i don't know how i've missed the beverage this sector apparently uh well and also diets which i think like that rung a bell for me but i want to thank all the people who recommended this including eva and hannah and alec and cheryl and jordan and robert and christopher and freddie and courtney and amber and emma and jamie and arthur and amy and bill and sarah and jesse and lauren and sarah and anna and dana thank you and justin hoops yes mcroy uh I will say, and many of your emails said this, that you started to look into alkaline water because someone in your family or a friend said, hey, I'm drinking alkaline water now and it's changed my life in whatever myriad ways. And so you started to look it up to see, is this a real thing? And it took you down a rabbit hole. And I sympathize because I've been there. I have at no, this week I have at least two points found Sid with her head in her hands and tears in her eyes, like audibly. (laughs) like gasping i some sometimes these things just I, I know that this is what we do and it shouldn't surprise me anymore but some of it is so obvious like so obvious that it's wrong 
but then I have the I, I went to medical school, so well let's I, go let's go okay. hoard. All right. So uh the thing about it is that people never seem to get tired of trying to improve on water. Good old water. Like people just have to do something with water because it's not good enough that water is good for you and you should probably be drinking more of it because most of us don't drink enough. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. They add fruit flavors to it. <laughs> they add like fluoride. Like, come on. This is nature's water. You don't need to be throwing those chemicals well, in the, my water. Well, no, wait, no. Fluoride's good. As long as it's clean. I mean, as long as it's clean. It's just that's, it's fine. Clean, Alkaline. Clean, non-GMO. <laughs> no. Organic. Stop. <laughs> Alkaline water is water that has a higher pH than water typically does. Do you? I, I think most people a, kind the, of the opposite would be acid water, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The the so you kind of understand how the pH scale works. I think most of us have some familiarity with it. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a measure of how acidic something is, or how basic it is, or alkaline. Either way, and the lower the pH value. The more acidic it is, the more, higher it the is. The more pumpkin spice lattes it drinks, the more basic it is. Ha, ha, ha. It's pretty good. No, the more alkaline. The higher on the pH scale. Uh, so a neutral pH is seven. If it's lower than seven, it's acidic. If it's higher than seven, it's alkaline. <laughs> that's dumb. What? It's dumb that it's that way. It should be zero. That's dumb that it's that way. Well, that's just not how it... It, why would it's a neutral one. be zero and then it'd be negative and positive? That would be more confusing. It's easier to use the... That way you can just use the value. Like seven like is what? neutral, zero, one to se- one to six is acidic, eight to 14. Okay. I can, okay. I rescind. I rescind. Yeah. Um, so generally speaking, things that are very acidic or very basic can be dangerous to humans. And the stuff in the neutral range is fine. And even with that, let me point out, like the pH of lemon juice is two. So, I mean within reason dangerous obviously you can eat a lemon if you want and you're fine right you know uh and the the reason that you're fine if you eat a lemon is because ph is one of if not the most tightly controlled systems in your body your body is really good at regulating what your ph level is and the reason for this is very simple because the human body only operates in a pretty narrow pH range. If it starts to get too low or too high, your enzymes, the proteins that do things in your body, Mm -hmm. will start to denature or fall apart. And what follows that eventually is death. Right. So the way we say it in medicine often is, oh, that pH is incompatible with life. Meaning person's going to die if we don't do something right okay got it so the idea that the food and and beverage that you take in has influence on your blood ph level is kind of wild because if that were true then every time you drank lemonade you would die i don't right confirm this so so your your kidneys and your lungs are mainly in charge of keeping your ph where it needs to be by getting rid of things through your kidneys or keeping things and then blowing off extra carbon dioxide from your lungs and all of this can be measured with a blood test we can measure there's a slightly different ph in your in the blood in your veins than in the blood in your arteries Mm -hmm. and we can measure both of those things by taking a sample and figuring out what your blood pH is. And again, 
This is very tightly regulated and it's very important that your body keep a pH somewhere between 7.35 and 7.45. Now, obviously, if it goes above or below that, you don't instantly die. Uh, We, you know, we do things. You get sick, though. You get sick. You come to the hospital. We do things to help you because otherwise then you will die. Water is usually around seven on the pH scale. You know, not maybe not absolute seven. Pure natural water is seven. And then water that we drink, whether it's tap water or bottled water, varies around that. Right. It's not always exactly seven. Um, The way that they make alkaline water is to add different minerals that will raise the pH of it. So they add things like calcium and potassium, magnesium, silica, bicarbonate. They add all that to the water. And then the the water that you can buy that's alkaline water is usually like a pH of eight or nine. Okay. Okay. Does that all make sense? Yes. Now, the reason that alkaline water exists, the reason that this has been made and bottled and sold, is that there is this idea that somehow our North American diet is causing us all to be too acidic. That our bodies are are yeah. chronically mildly acidic. I would explain Twitter, to be fair. <laughs> if we were all just acidic all we're the time? We're just all mildly acidic. <laughs> now, if this were true, as I already mentioned, we could detect it on labs, right? right? Like if you were really worried that you were too acidic, you could come in and I could do the the test that we use often in the hospital for patients that we're really worried about is an arterial blood gas. So they have to they actually have to stick a needle into an artery to get a blood sample to obtain that. It's a very painful lab test. It's mm-hmm. Necessary, unfortunately, sometimes. But uh, we could do that and we could check your pH. And if you're pH was okay, which if you're like not feeling sick and you're walking around and doing fine, it's probably pretty okay. Um, You'd be fine. Now, the argument that people who believe in this concept will tell will make is that this is first of all, it's just a low level acidity. So it's I told you there was that range 7.35 to Mm 7.45. They say that 7.4 is ideal. So if you are 7.38, you're too acidic. Okay. So they will say like, well, but the lab's normal, but we know that that's not okay. It's normal, but not normal. Or they'll say, well, your blood pH may be normal, but what is your body having to do to maintain that normal blood pH, right? So it's having to make all these sacrifices and make all these exchanges in different organ systems. So if we were to if we were able to test the acidity in your liver, or in your kidneys, or in your wherever, your intestines, then we would see that on a cellular level, your body is too acidic. And it's like having to work over time. Yes. To keep you level. So basically the argument would be that this blood test is not an accurate representation of your whole body acidity. And the nice thing about something like that, like a concept like that, is that I can't prove you wrong in the sense that I don't I don't know how to go in and sample... You know, from from what organ system, from where in the body, what cells are you worried about, which environment and different parts of the body are acidic. Your stomach content. Yes, because that's how they that's how you break down food. So it's kind of like everybody knows this test is accurate. What my book presupposes is maybe it's not. Exactly. Uh, So this idea, by the way, is distinct from patients with certain conditions like chronic lung disease or chronic kidney disease. 
are always at risk for a chronic acidosis. Um, their body works really hard to compensate for that, but they often have to obtain certain medical treatments to maintain their pH, especially like people who need dialysis. Okay. If you don't get dialysis, you, you could become quite acidic, but you'll know because you'll get sick. Right. And we have a distinct cause and a treatment for that. It's not some sort of chronic, untestable, undetectable cause of all disease, which is what it has become. This secret cause of all disease. Um, I have seen this concept of low level acidosis blamed for acid reflux, basically any pain. One of the main practitioners we're going to talk about, one of the main proponents of this, would simply tell his patients, acid is pain, pain is acid. Acid is the problem. It's all, that is the cause of all pain. Back pain, muscle pain, bone pain, whatever. Uh, cancer, and we're going to get into, this has been blamed for all of cancer. Okay. Uh, any kind of heart disease, diabetes, gout, high blood pressure, kidney stones, osteoporosis is a big one. Um all this stuff has been blamed on this concept of a chronic low level metabolic acidosis. Okay. And uh, what I'm going to start off with is the idea that maybe this isn't even a real thing. What? Sydney. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Um, so just to tell you, like, where did this concept probably originate? Uh, it probably dates back to a study done in 1995 by Dr. Thomas Remmer and Friedrich Mons, who were looking at the effects that diets could have on pH, but not blood pH, the pH of your urine. Mm. And the reason for this is that urine pH can be associated with your likelihood of forming kidney stones. Okay. Uh, lower urine pH pre makes you more likely to have a kidney stone. So they were looking at ways to raise the pH of your urine and prevent kidney stones. That was the whole idea. So they looked at different foods and the way that they were processed in the body. And they came up with the idea that some foods are acidic, not like a lemon is acidic, acidic in the sense that they generate acid form acid compounds in your body and some foods are alkaline they generate alkaline compounds in your body and if you could mainly eat foods that are alkaline you're going to have more alkaline urine the ph of your urine will be higher and you'll be less likely to form kidney stones so this was the whole idea they were going for and they came up with this concept of a potential renal acid load pral value and they gave foods different pral's Right. Based okay. on how much they would lower or raise the pH of your urine. Um, and like I said, this is not obvious on this scale. A citrus fruit is actually an alkaline food. Why? Because it the because it is acidic, your body is going to generate alkaline okay. compounds in okay. response. So generally speaking, fruits and veggies were found to be alkaline. Meats, dairy, grains are acidic generally speaking, on this diet. And so the research, the researchers came to the conclusion that if we can raise urine pH and make it more alkaline, you'll have fewer kidney stones. Um, it had nothing to do with cancer. It had nothing to do with weight loss. It had nothing to do with heart attacks. It had nothing to do with general wellness or anything else. They basically said this alkaline diet could help prevent kidney stones. It was mainly like a fruit and veggie based diet. That seems like a lot of work to prevent one thing. What about all the other things? Well, they weren't, I mean, they weren't studying that. They were looking yeah, very specifically at like, one thing. It's just like, that's like saying like, 
if you eat a diet of all fruits and veggies and bread and bananas, then we can help treat your, I don't know, athlete's foot. It's like, well, that's a whole diet for one thing. What about all the well, other things? Uh, one, I would say everybody's got to study something. Fine. People can't all study all. You have to you have to focus. And usually that's the way you, you make breakthroughs is by focusing on a thing and working really hard at it. Two, have you ever had a kidney stone? Uh, well, Griffin did. Mm-hmm. So since you can feel your brother's pain. Just like those two guys from G.I. Joe. How was it? <laughs> bad. Uh-huh. But like there's all kinds of reasons to eat certain ways. It just seems like a wild reason. I think if you got, I've had one kidney stone in my life. If I were someone, because there are certain conditions that predispose you to getting kidney stones a lot. And if I were one of those people who knew I was probably going to get kidney stones on a regular basis, I might switch my diet around if that would help prevent it. Fair enough. They're really painful. Yeah, fair enough. All right. I won't dunk on these cats anymore. No, I don't think these, I I, I mentioned this study because I think this might have been the beginning I mean, we knew about the concept of acidity and alkalinity, obviously, prior to that. But I think this may be where some of this other stuff, like this was the research milieu, which gave rise to this alkaline diet that we're going to talk about. So far, things are okay, scientifically speaking. Yes. We're on solid ground. But we are about to leave Earth and float into into the skies, the realms of uh, fake medicine. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Let's go. But first, let's make a pit stop at the billing department. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some supplies. <laughs> Space gas. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com sawbones50 and use code SAWBONES50 to get 50% off. That's code SAWBONES50 at factormeals.com slash SAWBONES50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier 
than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Justin, are you ready for this? Yeah. And blast, I blast off. I don't mean in like a fun like sports sports jam way there. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> like prepare yourself. Demonstrate. No, I wasn't going okay. to do that. No. Fair enough. Uh, Did you say sports jam? Uh-huh. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. That'll keep me running for the rest of the day. Thank you. Sports jam. <laughs> Jock champs, is that what you were thinking <laughs> yeah, of? Yeah, I couldn't remember. This is the unlicensed... Cindy McElroy presents an unlicensed collection of jock jams. <laughs> Sorry. Y'all ready for something? Do, 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 I think that was just enough different. I think he did okay. Pump, pump the song. Pump it up. Okay. We are the winners, my pals. Okay. I'm done with sports jams. A lot of okay, a lot of what follows is probably I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on this guy because he seems you spent a lot of time looking for the right person to dunk on. I didn't. I I found him. One of our listeners named him in an email, and then I I looked him up, and I this was the cause of many of my tears. Uh, Robert O. Young is who I'm gonna blame a lot of this on. So, and I'm, I mean, it wasn't just him. I think. There was this moment in the in the 90s when there there was this sudden increased interest in the idea that we could acidify, I guess, or alkalinize our bodies, which, again, it's just it's wild to me. We spend so much time learning about acid base physiology and like how all that works in the human body in medical school and then applying it in the hospital, which I do frequently. Uh, it's I mean, it's complex and it, it takes time. You have to do math and it's it's not something like your body is really good at it. Mm-hmm. And when it's not good, you're sick. So this idea that like, oh, we could just eat things and ch- it's just wild. Anyway, Robert O. Young was not is not. He's still alive. He's just not practicing whatever he was practicing. You can't call it medicine. He is not a doctor. He was educated primarily at a non-accredited institution called the Clayton College of Natural Health. Bad so, start. so the degrees that he received are not anything. I mean, not accepted by you know the educational community at large as as, indi- as indicative of any sort of body of knowledge. 
Uh, he did not have any credentials to be practicing medicine, as I said. He went, as, as as evidence for this, he went from a bachelor's degree to a doctoral degree in eight months. Now, that is tempting. That I do find tempting. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Uh, so he, is he Dr. Robert O. Young? Or is no, he, he's not. He's Robert O. Young, PhD? Is that no, he's not a PhD. He's nothing. What do you say? He's got a doctoral degree because they well they gave him these degrees, but it was, it was oh, but it's like not a real no, school. it was like a diploma mill. <laughs> they they, I mean, like he he got all these supposed degrees, but he didn't actually have any sort of. One of them was like a was a naturopathic degree that he really didn't even have that. He didn't have any. <laughs> He's not even good at the fake thing. There was one that was like a he got a doctorate of philosophy and nutrition. Or something. I, I mean, there, the, the, he got a series of wild degrees. He had studied like business. He took like a random biology course here and there. He had taken some nutrition courses here and there. He had gone to school for a while. He never graduated from an actual accredited university. Um, he just kind of floated around, d- did some different training, and eventually got these fake degrees. Uh, he derived from this clearly uh, excellent exemplary education <laughs> that. Uh, all human disease is blamed on acidity. Everything that's wrong with you is simply the result of too much acid. Okay. He's the one who I quoted earlier. Pain is acid. Acid is pain. Everything that goes wrong in your body is because you have too much acid in there. And so, therefore, all cures are an alkaline diet or an alkaline water or alkaline infusion, whatever. Just alkalinize your body cures anything. Got it. So it's that simple. If, if only anything were that simple in medicine, it would be nice. So he also believed, by the way, in a concept, just to underline kind of how wild these ideas are, because sometimes this stuff can sound not too far off. And maybe you think, well, was he just like this really ahead of his time genius and the rest of us are behind? He also believed in a 19th century concept called pleomorphism. This was prior to us uh, learning the germ theory of disease and widely accepting it. The idea that germs that we him believing it was not prior to no us no this theory, theory this theory predates the germ theory of disease when we figured out like oh we get these germs from out there in the world or from other humans and they get inside our bodies and they make us sick. He believed that bacteria are actually red blood cells that have been exposed to acid. Now this pleomorphic theory went you know out the window after germ theory of disease but not for young who still believed it and he would do something called live blood analysis and i want to mention this because i think you might run into somebody especially if you're someone who suffers from any kind of chronic illness or who has to see multiple different kinds of doctors or who may be like is looking for a doctor because you haven't had great experiences, you might run into certain practitioners, especially alternative medicine practitioners, who will do this live blood analysis. This is not accepted by any laboratory medical organization. This is not a real examination as far as what it's, it, 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 its origins are in this pleomorphic theory, this idea that red blood cells will become bacteria. That was what it, where it came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the people who practice it will use it to tell you that you have too much acid in your blood or that you have a vitamin deficiency or all kinds of things that they can then turn around and prescribe you a bunch of supplements that they usually also sell 
to fix all of these problems and they will certainly find something wrong. It's one of those tests that they're going to do and they're going to find something wrong. No one can reproduce it. No lab does it. But he would do this and teach this. He's gotten in trouble for this as well as other things we'll talk about. Um, And he, he basically thought treating disease is like changing the water in a fish tank. That was one of his great analogies. If your fish is sick, do you treat the fish or do you just change the water in their tank? Listen, fish don't cost that much. I'm not sure I would do either, but <laughs> I see what you're saying. He wrote a bunch of books about his pH theory, has many, many books about the pH diet and, and how to, you know, alkalinize your body. He was on Oprah. He brought a patient with him on Oprah who uh, claimed that he had cured her breast cancer. How dare he drag Oprah into this? Oprah, um, I guess, how dare you put this down <laughs> on a national stage, but still. I haven't watched the interview. I don't know how... I don't know how skeptical or critical she was. I'll get, I have I'll no get idea. you a second computer so you can throw <laughs> that one through the window. <laughs> I know. I I just, I couldn't. Then this this poor patient that he brought on with him, who at the time believed he had cured her cancer, died of her cancer two years later. So he did, he did not cure her cancer at the time. It looked like maybe she was in remission or something, but um, it, it obviously did not cure her cancer. He was brought up on charges many times throughout his career for fraudulent claims and false advertising this live blood analysis he would um perform these things and that aren't real tests and then make people pay him money um he eventually started running a cancer clinic out of i mean this big uh ranch that he owned um he owned this this giant ranch out in california there's like a moat around it and you have to cross like stones to get up to the door. Uh, and he he basically would bring patients out to his giant fancy ranch and treat them there. Um, and he would treat them with like his diet. Alkaline, it was all about alkaline, just out, you know, eat this alkaline diet, drink this water. And like a lot of that probably is harmless in and of itself, like eat more fruits and veggies. OK, that's fine. Does it treat cancer? No. Does it cure cancer? No. Is it harmful? No. But he would actively encourage his patients not to seek out traditional medicine, but to just go with his cures. He would also do things like infusions of baking soda. Unhelpful. No, those are unhelpful. Um, And in addition, he would charge people at his PH Miracle Ranch thousands of dollars. People that, who that's are, the most surprising part you've told me, Sydney. I never would have seen that part coming. Hachi machi, what a shock. People who are desperate, who are diagnosed with advanced, incurable, in-stage cancers would come out to his ranch and pay. I, one patient paid like $77,000 before she eventually succumbed to the cancer. Um, I, I, it's just, it's it's egregious. It's egregious what what he did. Um, with absolutely no basis for it. So eventually he was, uh, just in the last couple years, he was convicted of practicing medicine without a license. He was sent to jail for three years. He's still currently in jail. And he was also sentenced um, in a separate trial to pay $105 million to one of his patients that he actively encouraged not to seek out treatment for her at the time, stage one, treatable possibly resectable breast cancer, which then by the time this court case was going on, it had advanced to stage four. Um, 
so I, I think a lot of like this concept of the alkaline diet and that the, you can alter your body pH significantly with eating and drinking certain things comes from, I mean, he wrote a whole bunch of books. And as it's funny, as I was looking through all of the books that he wrote, these like they sounded familiar to me like I think I've seen these books out there you know like the pH miracle and stuff yeah I I, I think I've I've heard of these um I was looking for some of the pH miracle balance your diet reclaim your health the pH miracle for weight loss balance your body chemistry achieve your ideal weight I, I, I feel like I've seen these out there and around and you probably have too and they're all written by this guy who was a complete fraud who mm-hmm only was after money and was willing to let people die in order to, I mean, get money from them. Great. Uh, So I think from that, not just him, but like from all these books he published and all this renewed interest uh, and focusing on cancer, I think that that unfortunately is a very effective method for some of these frauds to gain traction is that on, you know, sadly, there are many times where a patient will come in with an advanced cancer and a doctor won't have a cure. Mm-hmm. They'll have treatments, they'll have ways to manage it, but they'll have to be honest and say, this is incurable. And I that that kind of desperation that that causes, I think it makes people more likely to seek out alternative methods of treatment because Right. What have you got to lose kind of attitude. And so money is the answer and time and your health. Yes. And and so I think that these a lot of these frauds will prey upon that specifically because it's not as simple as you come to your doctor, you have high blood pressure. They give you a pill. Your blood pressure comes down. Great. Like I can fix that. Cancer, uh, unfortunately, is not like that. Right. Um, So from this, a lot of studies were generated looking at this concept of alkaline diet, alkaline water, alkalinizing the body in some way. Um, There was a lot of interest initially focused on osteoporosis because we know that in an acidic environment, the body loses more calcium. So the thought was we'll we'll lose bone density. Our bones will be weaker. We'll be more likely to have osteoporosis in an acidic body. Uh, There's been some like correlation studies where they took like postmenopausal women who were more likely to have osteoporosis and looked at their diet and all this different stuff and there were some correlations found with diet but again we're just looking at diets where like do people eat a lot of fruit and veggies mm-hmm. in addition to protein and and like I, I mean fruit we know fruits and vegetables are good for us so it's not that's kind of a hard thing to ask like are there a million other reasons why people who eat a healthy well-balanced diet would be less likely to get sick than people who don't eat a healthy, well-balanced diet. Of course. I mean, right. Um, everything else that it's been touted for is still under investigation. There's been uh, a lot of evidence that is used to back up these claims from studies that were done on patients who had actual metabolic acidosis. So instead of this possibly, well, I would say almost certainly completely fake thing chronic low-level acidosis that we all might be suffering from because of our North American diet. There are people who have actual acidosis. They're usually in the hospital. I'm usually treating them for something. It's usually a patient with a respiratory or kidney problem. Could be other things, though. Diabetes can lead to this. 
And they've done studies on those patients to see, like, what is that acidic environment? What other problems does it cause in their body? And they're using those studies as evidence for this other thing. But in these patients, their pH was usually 7.2 or lower. True acidosis. Not this vague 7.38. The tests are wrong. Right, exactly. No, these were actually sick people. So these two things are, it's apples and oranges. This, This has nothing to do with it. Um, and all of this is leading to a lot of conflicting dietary advice, right? Because we live in this age of, I think we're still in a lot of carbs are bad. Don't eat carbs. Right. All car, you know, stay away from all carbs, eat a lot of protein. I think we are still very much in that moment in dietary history. Well, this diet says, no, don't eat protein. Eat a little, but too much protein is bad for you. So don't eat protein. Um, they both agree whether you're going high protein or alkaline diet they both agree that grains are bad it's something <laughs> um but but like this this diet would argument or this diet would argue that you don't don't eat meat more wow. protein don't eat any protein okay which i know my sister would call me and say that's fine <laughs> <laughs> no, she's protein well she's protein yeah you she she wouldn't even be following the alkaline diet right um so in general this concept of low-grade metabolic acidosis probably doesn't exist uh, it, there are no, there's nothing to back up all the claims that it is the secret cause of diabetes and heart disease and strokes and cancer. You'll find that out there. There's nothing to back that up. Um, cause again, if we changed our body pH this easily, we would die every time we drank lemonade. So, um, for alkaline water specifically, there's no hard evidence that it does anything. I mean, it, cause it's born of this. The reason I give you all this background is this is where this comes from. This idea. This quack guy and everybody else who wrote books about the alkaline diet, this is where this argument for alkaline water comes in. Um, There have been some suggestions that maybe the minerals in the water are helpful. So it's not really that the pH is higher. It's that um, if you have more minerals in the water, it can you can actually become slightly more hydrated from that water than you can from water that doesn't have those minerals in it. And so maybe your hydration status is improved. And so like your exercise tolerance and endurance might be a little better. Again, this is all investigational. This has just been kind of suggested that maybe you're better hydrated from drinking alkaline water. I- Obviously, they make claims for stuff like it will detoxify you and it will fix your gut bacteria and all that stuff. Uh, there's no research for any of that um can it be dangerous if you have kidney problems drinking water with all these extra minerals could be bad i know i talked about the decreased kidney stones with the alkalinization and all that but all these extra minerals could be bad for you if you have kidney problems so anybody with kidney problems should not drink this um is it better than tap water i have no evidence to say it is i really don't i i i I think that if you're staying properly hydrated with water and if you are among the people on this planet who have access to cheap, clean water through your tap, why are you wasting your money on bottled water? Why are you wasting the plastic from those bottles? I mean, you're lucky. You're lucky. We're lucky. Speaking of, I I know it is... (laughs) foolish of me to look to corporations for for leadership and things like this but just a and also like shame on you to like pepsi has life water uh and buy uh does an anti-accident uh antioxidant water uh and they're both marketed as ph balanced or in buy's case like actual like low <clears throat> excuse me low ph 
like alkaline water. High pH. High pH. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I think pH. life water is not an alkaline it's water. Just, it's just it's a exactly like water. the GMO thing where these corporations <laughs> wander into these things that they know nothing about and latch onto. You know, it doesn't just have to be a flavor of the season, you know, what the hip flavor is. Mm -hmm. It's the hip, like, health thing that has no credence. But when you see the shelves lined with things that say alkaline water, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to start to – it lends credence to these quacks that are ripping people off. I mean, besides the fact, like, you're ripping people off by giving them expensive water that does nothing, like, that's that's bad enough, but you're you're also – beefing up the claims of these people, these extremist nut jobs, pardon the expression. And and uh, I don't know. It's just so unscrupulous and gross. It, it really is. And alkaline water, some of the things I saw, like it costs like 20 bucks for 12 one liter bottles. Cool. So it's cool. it's expensive water. Cool. Um, and there are some brands that are sold in a, um, a multi-level marketing Oh, so that's kind of two format. of them <laughs> together, kind of doing two together. Uh yeah, and I, I mean, I, I would say this: just drink water, drink clean water, drink water, not raw water. Drink clean water. If you, uh, I saw one dietitian make this case. I like the way my water tastes when it's filtered, so I have a filter and I filter my tap water and I drink that. And I think that's fine. I think that if if you prefer your filtered water, drink your filter. That's so much better than buying a bunch of bottled water. Um, I drink tap water. I drink it straight from the tap. I actually like fridge water a lot. Fridge water is like my that favorite. Cold fridge water. That cold fridge water. I but I mean it, I I I drink it. I'm not worried about it. Fluoride is good. I said that. We're gonna get emails. Um, you'll see a lot of the claims. Uh, people will tell you how to alkalinize your water at home. Pictures. You stuff. have to. Well, you have to buy stuff. You have to buy equipment, and some of the equipment for because it usually runs alongside ionization of water as well. We talked about that, right? <clears throat> what I don't was think that, we, what was the device that we talked about for water? Uh, um, I don't know. There's one that's like two thousand five hundred dollars. No, this is one that like hotels use. Oh yeah. What was that? Uh, no, that was the um, the air purifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. can you can buy these things online, and I have no reason to think you should. It's a no. lot of money, and I don't think. No, I I don't have any evidence that they're doing it, the thing is it's anything to your water, it's and they'll they'll link it to removing fluoride, and so that's that to me is a big red flag because fluoride is not dangerous. There is no need to remove fluoride from your water, so why would you buy a device to remove fluoride from your water? I don't know if you necessarily agree with me on this. I have come. I have. I look at this stuff differently than I did when we first started doing sawbones. I used to feel like, and I probably have said this on on the show, like. If you want to spend your money on it and it's not hurting anybody, then uh, like the, go for it. You know, is it not hurting you? Whatever. I I I now at this point feel like it is hurting. It's hurt. It's hurting because you're lending every like vote, right? Is mm -hmm. lending credence to, that you make with your dollars is lending credence to these people that want to dismantle like science and reason and scientific thinking. I, I, I think every dollar you spend on a product that's been marketed as GMO is uh, non-GMO is reinforcing to those people that that's an important thing to continue to, to, to focus on and spread the word about. And, and it doesn't matter if you're, if it's, if it's not hurting you individually, I, I think that like we are at a point now where highlighting the truth and pointing the finger at, actual real 
lies, non-scientific lies, is is more important than sort of like live and let live. You know, if it's not hurting you, then it's not hurting. Well, I, I would agree completely because I think I saw one statistic as I was researching this that uh, 39% of Americans believe that cancer can be treated or cured by some sort of natural alternative thing. Um, so the the idea that there are all these secret treatments that doctors won't give you, I don't know what our agenda is, I don't know why we have this agenda that people keep placing on us, but that there is this secret treatment that doctors won't give you that will cure your cancer, you just got to find the right person to pay to give it to you. This idea has taken deep roots in this country and in our medical system. And um, the sad thing is people will seek this in terms of treatments that would help and they will waste their time and their money. And there are always going to be people like this Robert Young guy who are willing to take advantage of them, which is incredibly sad. But those people will take your money and infuse you with baking soda and then send you home to die. And I I mean, the best we can do is keep telling people it's fake. <laughs> so spread the word, you know, like tell people that uh, if you see someone mention alkaline water, like don't suffer it quietly and all this garbage like tell like I, there's just no point like there's no point like if loved one like speak up if loved ones are like spending thousands of dollars in this trash like tell them mm -hmm. send them this episode tell them to download it repeatedly tell them to support our <laughs> advertisers and donate to the maximum fund drive don't hesitate to support us financially and just remember how lucky, again, if you live somewhere, because not even everywhere in this country, if you live somewhere where you can turn on your tap and get clean water cheaply every day, you're lucky. <laughs> Don't take that for granted. It's the same with podcasts. If you can turn on your headphones <laughs> and get clean podcasts every week, don't take it for granted. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. You can I'm going back to water. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Yeah. Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening to our program. Uh, sorry it wasn't cheerier. Uh, we'll get you next time, hopefully. Um, I'll do something lighter next week. Yeah. Sorry. You suggested this alkaline water. I didn't know where it would take me. No, I, was, I had no I idea. Was right. <laughs> I was right. Um, thank you so much to the Maximum Fun Network for uh, having us as a part of their uh, extended podcasting family. Uh, thanks to folks who have sent stuff to our P.O. box. Karen sent socks and slippers. Lucia sent a book about herbal medicine. Miranda's for the onesie. Jessica for the book. Carrie for the apron and blanket. Thanks to Abel for uh, the drawing of our theme song. Abel has synesthesia and she interprets music, like our theme song, as uh, uh, visual imagery, which she then paints which you can buy at McElroyMerch.com. It's Able's beautiful. You should check sale. it out. Uh, I have it hanging in our home, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, Hannah sent an old book on colds. Audra sent Shakespeare's Medical Language Dictionary. E.A.K. sent a book. Sabine sent a pen. Matt for the capes. Coral for cross-stitch. Brittany for soda. Brian for his letters. Many, many letters. And George for stamps. So thank you to everyone for doing that. That's very sweet. You're very kind. Um, thanks to taxpayers for the use of their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program and thanks to is that everybody? yeah we'll be at PodCon everybody? next week we'll be at PodCon next week and we'll be at Sketchfest next week yes uh, if you go to uh, McElroy.family and click on the tours thing you can 
uh, find out more about both of those. So we hope to see you there. But until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the odd couple. <laughs> Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for Maximum Fun.